what uh, you know is not so commonly known to the customers often is that the tools and techniques and the state of the art in many fields has not reached a point where you can always get correct answers, for example. Hi, Vikas, and uh, welcome to the show, uh, Leading with Data. And thanks for Thank uh, taking time out from your schedule for uh, doing this discussion. Uh, for our audience, yeah, for our audience, uh, Vikas has been extremely supportive of analytics with their and any community initiative which we have done over the last few years. He is uh, currently a research scientist at Oracle and doing some great uh, work. And uh, he's someone I find, uh, you know, who really connects both the pieces, the technology, as well as the business aspect and the impact of the work very, very closely. So, so I really look up to him to understand the intersection of these things. So I hope that uh, through this discussion today, because we all get to learn that from you. So, so welcome to the show, Vikas. Thank you, Kunal. It's been, you know, six years of our association. It's been so much fun. It has been great, to learn great. from you. Yeah. So I'll actually, you know, uh, start the discussion from uh, the point which I mentioned, right? So I've always found you to have great technical depth at the same time, you know, uh, having that macro view as well, that how some of the solutions which are getting built not only impacts the business problem, but also the overall, let's say, ecosystem. So, uh, uh, so how do you uh, do this or how how have you been able to you know uh, maintain that consistently because there is so much to learn technically in the domain there is also so much to you know kind of reflect on and research at the same time and, and that's something which i you know always find uh, really great with you so so how do you do that uh, 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 in in your day to day well, so one is I have to credit my mentors, uh, you know, at, at IIT Delhi, at Caltech, at Intel Corporation, and then Infosys, and here at Oracle, uh, because the, the the kind of idea that I'll use technology to do something simply doesn't didn't resonate with my mentors. What resonated with my mentors was we have a problem to solve. We'll do whatever it takes to solve the problem. So now, as a part of that. The first step that I was taught and over a period learned is that you have to first understand the problem you're trying to solve very well. In fact, we spend 90% of the time understanding the problem and right. the remaining 10% solving it. So mm -hmm. uh, that is a critical part of uh, you know, what I do even now is if, so, if, so, if, we, if a customer brings a problem or one of our product managers brings a problem, we spend most of the time actually understanding the problem. Mm -hmm. Whether it is how others have solved it before, or whether pieces of it have been addressed before, or what do we want at the end? What does the customer actually want at the end? Mm -hmm. Now, so, and you know, this also goes back to the whole idea of design thinking. Which yeah. I learned from our friend Vishal Sikka. That if, if you are starting from technology, you're not getting where very far. Right. We know mm -hmm. the technology that's there. 
we stay at the forefront of it, that's fair. But what are we using it for? That's our first order. So many times, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes customers say, I have a lot of data. What, you yeah. know, what can you do with it? Right. I say, wow, <laughs> we really love you as, as our customers because that's <laughs> unlimited money for us. Right? But yeah. then I say, but no, that's not useful for you. Let us figure out what do you want? Correct. Because I can do and, a lot of things with your data. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, please go ahead. Uh, so, see, day to day, the way it manifests is really in terms of, you know, for, for example, if you want human capital management problems solved, right? Mm -hmm. I have textbooks on that sitting here. Right? Yeah. If, if I'm going to solve an accounting problem, I have my NCRT textbook sitting there, 11th, 12th NCRT textbook sitting wow. there. Okay. Now, I skipped those in 11th and 12th, but I'm studying them now. No. <laughs> if, if, if I'm solving a manufacturing problem, I go to that. I have had colleagues, you know, uh, at a previous company I worked at, they were working with a pharma company. Mm -hmm. That product manager, he went ahead and read a biochemistry textbook in 15 days. Wow. So, okay. you know, that's how you learn from your colleagues around you. <laughs> that, right. you know, the, the end of that determination that you know the subject as well as the guy. I mean, of course, you in 15 days, you cannot learn the whole subject. But the idea is mm -hmm. at least know what they're talking about. So part of it is Correct. communication. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was actually trying to get uh, deeper in this. So, so while you are, you know, let's say spending this time with the customer, do you also mm -hmm. start structuring, uh, let's say, your thoughts and your framework to solve the problem and also maybe start mapping some of these uh, tools and techniques or you first uh, I mean uh, if you have to break it down one step further oh, yeah so we, we can break it down a lot more yeah there's a lot more breakdown there right so so see, one of the things we do is once we identify that there is a problem worth solving right mm -hmm, we say mm -hmm. okay let's bring do we even have data to solve that problem or how do we get the okay. data to solve the problem that's number one mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? If we don't have data to solve the problem, there will be a not going very far. Yeah. Right? Number two, we say, do we have the technology to solve the problem today? Mm -hmm. If I'm going mm -hmm. to have the technology 10 years later, not useful for my customer today. Right? So now if, if I have a reasonable path, if I think the technology may be there in one or two years, I may still take it out. I may say, okay, mm -hmm. let's do a POC with what we have and we create new intellectual property along the way, new algorithms, right. new tools, new techniques. Uh, but if mm -hmm. I don't see a path in five years, I don't take it up. Okay. If okay. I see that as a academic community, as a uh, industry research community, we don't have a clear path, then, you know, at least in the industry environment, I don't take it up. In the academy, I, okay. I would of course take it up. Right? So now yeah. then we say, okay, let's do a honest to earth POC which will have mm -hmm. serious amount of data, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the size of the problem, it could be terabytes, it could be petabytes, depends, depends on this, what problem yeah. we're solving, right? And then mm -hmm. we say, okay, let's put the data in one place, which is accessible to our team. Now, what we're going to do is we're trying to look at the data, see what are the outputs expected and mm -hmm. spend mm -hmm. maybe two, three months coming up with something that properly works. And I'm not talking right. about merely getting a UI right or merely getting, you know, a notebook working. I'm talking about end-to-end -end data pipeline, all of that stuff. 
Okay. Right? Okay. Now mm -hmm. it may not scale. To at this stage, it may not scale, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it will solve. And you know, I, I do not believe in those slice version of uh, MVPs. That I'll show right. you only one piece. Because see, slice yeah. I can do. I can get a graduate yeah. student to do the slice for me. In right. the industry, but, I have to have the whole cake. Slice will not work. Okay. Right? Exactly. So exactly. I, I, I just don't. I'll not give you the icing on the cake in the POC. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> I will make sure that I have a clear path to what algorithms I'm using, what are the data sources I'm using, and what is the nature of the output. Mm -hmm. And if I am perhaps 70% of the way there in terms of the mutual and clear expectations, then I'll say, mm -hmm. okay, let's do a proper pilot, you know, put it on your cloud, you know, and run, you know, right. have you, you know, maybe our people testing it, your people testing it. And usually mm -hmm. we expect the test, the testing folks to be not somebody you pick off of mechanical Turk. Right. Or yes. it, it would not be like usually not the end end users mm -hmm. this would be people who are experts in the area mm -hmm. who know if i am giving a wrong output they know i'm giving a wrong output which may not mm -hmm. always be possible for uh end end user they may simply go with the output so that's yeah. a very crucial step mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? i mean nowadays they call it you know that we, we have fancy names for it you know reinforcement learning with human feedback <laughs> but the, yeah. you know, the, the idea has been around for all along, right? Correct. As long as you, yeah. your model is taking human feedback and changing your weights back there in some yeah. form or the other, we, I mean, that's absolutely required. Correct. Then Correct. comes the optimization phase. See, so far I've not optimized my model. So far mm -hmm. I have not worried about whether it will work in the next country, whether it will work in the next year, whether it will yeah. work uh you know scalably because i may have to retrain the model every every week will it finish in eight right. hours retraining mm -hmm. i'm not worried about all of those things i've just done a pilot yeah right correct so now i said 90 percent of the work is in the research now i still have 90 percent left in the ml ops correct the remaining 10 percent the 90 percent of that is my ml ops now because mm -hmm. now i have to make sure that my model um when it you know, if it's running in India, you know, for the data in India, it'll operate one way. It goes to Norway, mm -hmm. the business process characteristics change even within the same company. Correct. Their Correct. sales characteristics will change, their factory characteristics will change. Now, I know one company where this doesn't happen. In, for example, Intel Corporation, they they follow a internal policy of copy exactly. So their offices are oh, all the right. same everywhere in the world. Their factories are all the same. The characteristics are all mm -hmm. the same and so on. But mm -hmm. most companies don't do that. You know, they, they mm -hmm. customize mm -hmm. things according to geography and so on. So okay. especially, you know, if you look at the retail world or finance and so on, you will see that happen very often. So we have to create the models in such a way that the model automatically adopts adapts itself. Yeah. yeah. And the model should also know when it is going out, out of your distribution. So correct itself. So, Correct. Interesting. Yeah. so, so, so th there are multiple steps here. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but if I have to just uh, put it at a slightly simplistic level, you're seeing 
in POC, you would want to get to a level where the algorithm, so you're essentially proving the concept without worrying about scalability and MLOps. So you're, you're getting the I mean, core I, I right. I worry about it a little bit, right? Well, but okay, we need you. to, yeah, I'll, I'll still worry about a little bit because see, I can show you a very good POC, right? But if it doesn't fit your budget, mm -hmm. for example, I'll give you a simple example, right? Got Something, it. you know, even mm -hmm. we are doing now, right? Now, Mm -hmm. See, I can do certain things with old school natural language processing, which will basically right. fulfill your requirement. It will not cost you GPU time on the cloud. GPU time exactly. on the cloud is very expensive. Yeah. Right? So uh, now I can choose to create a solution for you, which uses GPU and state of the art LLM, state of the art computer vision systems. That will cost mm -hmm. you a bomb. Every inference will cost you a bomb. Right. Or I can get you something which is quite fast and is compute, mm -hmm. uh, you know, compute cheap. Mm -hmm. right? That So yeah. I think that trade-off is very important. So there are customers right. that we have that will not care about the money. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And I haven't seen those yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we have to, you know, we have to worry about the scale. Got it. Got it. Interesting. And uh, typically, uh, uh, you know, you you mentioned that 10% uh, of the, uh, the time later on is all about optimization and MLOps. Now, in oh, this journey, right? I said 90%. 90% there and then 10% uh, in the uh, POC stage then. Yeah, in the POC stage, 10%. Yeah, I agree. Right. Okay. Got it. Uh, in this cycle, when do you see the highest risk of a project failing or, or what is the most critical step to get right? So if you have to, for example, uh, be extra cautious at, at some of these steps to ensure that the project actually uh, has higher chances of delivery, where do you kind of spend more time on or, or, a, uh, or the other way to look at it is a mistake in which of these steps is the most costly usually? I think the, the 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 mistakes that are most costly are around AI hype. Mm -hmm. As in where we communicate something and the customer understands it to be something else, whatever they saw okay. in conference. Mm -hmm. We are saying something okay. and they understand it. So we need to make that make it make sure that the expectations are mutual and clear. Okay. Okay. So, so that so, is where what what usually happens is you come up with a POC, and mm -hmm. you think you've done the right thing. Mm -hmm. right? And what happens is the customer is usually this this wasn't the case let's say ten years ago, twenty years ago, right? Because people have been mm -hmm. doing AI for a while. Um, for but a while. today the expectations tend to be very very high. Yeah. Right. And what. Uh, you know, is not so commonly known to the customers often, is that the tools and techniques and the state of the art in many fields has not reached a point where you can always get correct answers, for example. Correct, correct. Right? That is so, so true. That is true. that expectation, setting the expectation, and of course, the problem definition, which is the very yeah. first step, right? If you don't get the problem definition right, you're definitely going down the drain. Guaranteed, meaning you're, you're losing your customers' money because they, they'll place faith in you. 
and you know because you know you, they they expect a certain professional uh, quality and they'll place mm-hmm. a face in you but then what you find out is that if you define the problem in such a way that either it is not directly addressing the customer's problem or yeah. you define yeah. it in such a way that it is trying to boil the ocean right Both and do you also see uh, scenarios? Uh, do you also see scenarios where customer had has this latent problem in the sense they are saying something else? Ah, uh, that is, that is uh, right. right, right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were example, saying right? the fourth. Uh, Now I'll give you an example mm-hmm. of that one, that latent story. So uh, mm-hmm. there was a customer from. a very large pharma company you know very large and you know we probably use mm-hmm. their products every day perhaps now the ch- the challenge that uh, they threw at us or we we thought they threw at us is uh, i want to repurpose my drugs so they have their drugs and what they want to do is take the side effects of the drug as the main effect and we know some drugs which have been okay. do that right something was developed yeah. for a cardiovascular purpose and then it's reused for something else right so now the, the challenge is mm-hmm. that um, we don't even un- they don't understand it we don't understand it how that's done and somehow they have a conception mm-hmm. that ai can do it somebody told them at a conference that it can be done <laughs> right okay. so okay. so so then i asked yeah. asked them the question that um, do we know the entire metabolism the pharmacokinetics of the drug do we know all the side effects how far they go and they said well we haven't done all the studies right meaning the science mm-hmm. is not even there so if the science is not even there right. what will ai do for you yeah. right so, so in so some ways they are is, trying to invent science yeah 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 when or, or see what they are thinking well I, i'm going to look through all the published work in the world and somehow use some kind of natural yeah. language processing large language models create a large language model with all the papers and kind of make it happen the challenge is we're not there yet yeah. as a you know human yeah. kind yeah. we're not quite there true right? yeah. so yeah. so well, then that what is... we have to face let's what we can do for you is organize your information in a way that you can do your science correct correct and so that's a real use case for them and that also requires ai Hmm. Hmm. That is true. That is true. Uh, in fact, that uh, actually rings a bell. There were quite a few people this year, specifically at Data Hack Summit, who mm-hmm. came back in and said the same thing because uh, because of uh, the uh, you know hype around generative AI and what it uh, mm-hmm. can do and cannot do. Uh, a lot of people or a lot of companies are making these internal promises around uh, what can. happen without realizing mm-hmm. that that we are not there yet and mm-hmm. uh, i know at least three people who approached me and said that you know the summit was very enlightening to at least bring out where we stand today and they said mm-hmm. that they would actually now need to go back to their companies and say that you know some of the uh, project investments which we had thought we would be making uh, mm-hmm. we should hold them or or at least change the expectations from them Uh, yeah. as opposed to what was doing so so mm-hmm. it is it is actually uh, uh, you know a increasing problem in the in the domain uh, 
coming to uh, you know that uh, topic while we are discussing that uh, mm. how has been your kind of uh, you know interaction with generative ai what was your first aha moment and and uh, is there uh, something which you are already using in in your workflows uh, using generative ai well so generative ai you know externally right using that is generally not being done in most enterprises for you know right. copyright reasons you know ip contamination reasons and so on we do not know what yeah, right. so but but um, you know we do of course uh, take in material which is commercial you know available open source material which is uh, commercially mm-hmm. uh, with a, available with commercial licenses right now there yeah. the, the key, the key thing that uh, i have found is that mm-hmm. <clears throat> where we want to nap, what we weren't able to do previously with respect to for example classification problems mm-hmm. right so you you have you have open ended classification problems nowadays now you right. know or with, with respect to text summarization or with expanding the text or with providing explanations to users for certain things i think there we have made okay. a lot of advancement now mm-hmm. there we haven't made a lot of advancement is in trustworthiness and that is right. something mm-hmm. you know and i'm going to talk about this in a local talk here at uh, hyderabad in uh, next week or so where i yeah. will you know talk about techniques that one can use to convert the output from for example llms to a more trustworthy output or at least be able to filter it and say this is trustworthy and this is not trustworthy and that is very critical for an enterprise see for playing with it you can do it right so yeah. I, and i and i saw this difference right that you know where you see uh, you know like you know programming for example right a lot of people are really mm-hmm. excited by the um, benefits in you know augmenting coders and now yeah. what we have seen is only those coders are augmented who really understand computer science who really understand algorithms correct because mm-hmm. uh, when this thing gives you an output any any of the tools right you take bard or you know microsoft version of chat gpt4 or you take uh, cloud2 or any of these right or gpt4 you take any of these right. they make rookie mistakes mm-hmm. right yeah. and see it's actually easier to write your own code than to find those rookie mistakes correct correct and some of those are not so rookie mistakes because it is just you know co- connecting together uh, you know next best uh, sections of the code yeah. so 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 correct. so you so people are saying you know uh, coders are out of business uh uh-uh. uh you need actually even better <laughs> trained computer scientists to understand this correct. yes it, and it, then the one your right you what is the api yeah. for this api call for this that that time it will save but it correct, will not save correct. you the factuality for that you need uh, yeah. you know you know people who know what they're doing correct and then the uh, again, uh, associated effect is people... okay yeah yeah the again, associated in, in that one, uh, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm talking about as a human, uh, because you know there's always the risk of leakage. Right, right. That is true. That is true. And uh, 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 is it 
so in terms of uh, you know reflecting on uh, its impact on let's say the final products which you ship or the final products which go into the enterprises uh, where do you see it would make the biggest impact would it be in the let's say uh, user interfaces would it be in uh, information retrieval would it be in uh, just make uh, uh, you know uh, making sure that a lot of uh, rudimentary stuff and not rudimentary in the sense that uh, uh, it's not required rudimentary in the sense it's something which is very well defined and is just getting uh, repetitive where do you see mm-hmm. the biggest use cases of uh, generative ai and it tra- making a biggest difference in let's say the enterprise solutions so uh, if we talk about specific to, so so th- there is already um, large workflows being set up for vision so that right. i don't have to say anything right yeah. you know mm-hmm. governments are setting up surveillance systems <laughs> you know even corporations <laughs> are setting up surveillance systems and uh, you you also have uh, you know for example adobe released their fireeye as a generally available uh, software now right so mm-hmm. the the vision thing is all set at this point the the language models mm-hmm. that we see today uh, yeah there are multiple use cases which we thought you know or at least i thought and actually many people mm-hmm. in the field thought we wouldn't be able to solve in the next even next 10 years we thought you know um Meaning, that there are things I told CEOs in 2010 that come back in 20 years, mm-hmm. and I have to change my word. Yeah. I have to say, okay, I can do that for you now. Right. So, so right. for for example, yeah. this this open-ended classification problem, right? Where I mm-hmm. don't even know the class. Like for example, if I am uh, on Amazon, if, so if I am Amazon or Amazon equivalent, right? And if I want to classify a piece of clothing, right? I have a long description of it, and I want to say what clothing is it. what category should it go yeah. under right i am a retailer mm-hmm. i have 10000 of my products what category should it go under right now otherwise what i would have to painstakingly do is i have to create a ontology and you have i have to sort of or a proper taxonomy at, at the very least if not an ontology and then have somebody set up some examples right and then you yeah. know, train a system and go with that right that's the old school way of doing it now with the llms what i can actually do is something a lot more clever i can just say mm-hmm. i'll take any standard taxonomy i will mm-hmm. have my llm generate whatever it thinks is the classification of that uh, cl- clothing piece of clothing and then i can match mm-hmm. this uh, classification to my taxonomy and correct you'll be amazed it's you know very very accurate which something you know pe- people were people thought this would not never be possible this open ended classification problem correct, okay correct. or um, in in terms of uh, resolution or understanding text again uh, logic no logic doesn't work math doesn't work in just yesterday i was doing this with bard right um, mm-hmm. I, i asked it a simple question 2 times 1 by 2 plus 1 mm-hmm. okay okay so what is the answer you can yeah. say it immediately right 2 times 1 by 2 plus 1 yeah. you know the answer hey first time it gave me answer one i said no your answer is wrong it said no your answer is wrong okay. and here is why and it gave me a justification okay uh-huh. then i said no your justification is also wrong so then it gave me another justification with another answer which is 2 into 1 by 2 plus 1 is 3 and again it justified okay. that for me 
right? So now right. there, I would say not much, but anything that has to do with English language. Yeah. Today I read a paper that anything to do even with mm -hmm. what what we would call human creativity, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In the sense of you know literature, history, all of this kind of creativity, that is basically overtaken by LLM for 99.9% of the population. In the sense Got that it. we, you know, all the books have been put in here, the whole Wikipedia is here. So it can generate those for you on the fly. Product descriptions on Got the it. fly, for example. You know, once it has done the classification, now it knows what, what you know, it can at least produce a skeleton for you. You can fill in the blanks if you need. Or it can even fill in Got the it. blanks from you. Got you it. have a product, you know, product item list and it can produce a description for you and on by Fair the it. same token for the customer also it can produce a summary yeah so yeah. i think a lot of these workflows will significantly change anything that's mm -hmm. in, that involves running text no math no logic don't ask it to reason mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but True. <laughs> another thing is the teaching teaching part which of course salman khan you know from uh, khan academy is using it to great effect. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the multiple choice questions, other than JE and all of that, <laughs> you know, because those involve lot, but mm -hmm. anything that has English, like, you know, TOEFL type of questions, GRE type of questions, it can just do that, just like that. Yeah. Now, the advantage there is right. that you do not have to employ a teacher to tell you that. Because the teacher may come up with True. some back explanation. Right. But this thing will True. give you the actual yeah. reason why this should be the answer. And it, like, again, so then the question is, are these tests valuable? And so all of that, you know, so the human society will change because of that, because the work, okay. workflows will change. Text related Very workflows true. will change. Very true. Very true. And, uh, uh, and again, uh, you know, uh, from a, use case perspective again in industry coming back right so so mm -hmm. some of these things uh, uh, how does it impact the let's say deliveries or uh, how does it impact uh, some of these enterprise solutions so 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 uh, i think all of these things that you mentioned we are experiencing now in fact i mean uh, uh, to what you said right so to if you would have asked me even 5 years back right between there is a field which is completely logical and there is a creative field which one is more likely to get automated i bet almost everyone would have bet on the logical field right and what we are seeing yeah. is is almost uh, uh, you know diametrically opposite mm -hmm. uh, effect so uh, so how does this uh, you know kind of translate to the solutions you are building and, uh -huh. and then so, yeah so that, I, I think i should have addressed that part when you ask me that mm -hmm. right see the, the way the way the way this translates is that uh, wherever we have solutions which require mm -hmm. reasoning systems mm -hmm. right you'll have to continue to use the gold good old-fashioned ai systems right mm -hmm. right but whether it's ai systems or or you know there are there are systems which I've used where we had differential equations, so you know you can call yeah. it AI or not, but you know so <laughs> th those systems will continue to be the way they are, right? But then okay. the, the systems which require, as you mentioned, right, in information retrieval, right? So for example, Google tried to solve the problem of enterprise search, 
right now today if i take a vector database i i, I put my entire uh, you know corporate information into a vector db right and then i have my you know whichever flavor of large language model i have right i can go ahead put my faqs put my um, you know manuals and people can retrieve information just like that in the enterprise which was never possible before meaning it. it was a it. sort of nearly impossible you know google had google desktop for example right it worked well but nothing like what you can do now simply because uh, previously i was simply doing similarity search between strings or documents and so on that's all i was doing that's all yeah. i could do right but today what yeah. i can do is i can find semantically similar pieces of text for yeah. which which i could also do previously but i had to do lot more work on that work so on get it. semantically similar i had to do lot more work today i don't have to do right. i i simply have to say okay this is in my vector db now based on my large language model i can bring bring back everything that is similar to what's in mm -hmm. my vector db all the documents that are similar to this i can bring okay. back and mm -hmm. those will have similar meaning and i can sort of rank them in terms of you know how they are again llms don't solve this whole problem but this the information retrieval problem in the enterprise can be dramatically solved correct correct True, true. And again, true. you know the UI problem. That is true. The UI problem uh, is, is quite important when, you, when people ask questions of databases. Right now, we had been doing this for a while, frankly, mm -hmm. right? to create natural language interfaces right. or natural language generation, right? In analytics, for example, right? All your Power BI's and Excel tableaus of the world, right? These essentially become extinct. Right? Yeah, right? because. If you have your data warehouse or database, right? All you all, all you have to do is literally ask a natural language question. Ask a natural language right? question. And Correct. That is. True. I can ask a natural language question, and as long as I have fed my database schema into the LLM, right? Mm -hmm. And perhaps I can provide some examples. Right? Here is a question. Here are some. Here is an SQL corresponding to that. Right? Once I have done yeah. that, yeah. I'm good to go. Right. Of course, it'll right. some it'll right. require some uh, uh, you know factual checking because uh, you know, we have done the study and what we found is that hallucination still plays a role here. So, and this mm -hmm. this is another thing mm -hmm. I'll talk about talk that's coming up for next week is that how do you get around the hallucination problem? Because although I will train it, uh, tell my you know fine tune my element with my mm -hmm. question SQL pair. But then, how do mm -hmm. I make sure that this is the right SQL? I cannot keep checking as a human every time. Customer will come in the last question, Correct. right? It's not like I can go and check before the customer reads the answer that yeah. the SQL, right? So, so mm -hmm. for that, I have to make sure that the SQL actually makes sense, right? And you know, one of the ways some people trying are trying that is you take the SQL, convert it back to natural language, and see how similar those two are. Meaning the original right. customer, yeah, yeah. meaning what what yeah. you know, it's like property, right? What question Correct. should you ask? Yeah, you, yeah. you give it to GPT <laughs> and you say, what question would have generated this? Correct. Correct. So, exactly. so those exactly. different things, but the, the idea is that you have to be able to put this factuality filter, at least for the enterprise. Correct. 
But once you have done that, the problems which we thought mm -hmm. were very hard to solve, now we can solve. And now you can solve it. Right? But we have a compute problem, though, by the way. I have to say, mm -hmm. we have a compute problem. Because even Correct. at infinite time, um, I need multiple GPUs, the A100s, right? Which, True. you know, which I didn't need previously. So yeah. we have to see, yeah. you know, how much value this brings to the customers and, you know, whether people are willing to pay for this. So that we have to see. I'm sure people are willing to pay for it. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think two areas which are related to what you're uh, mentioning, just kind of taking it a step forward. One is, uh, you know, how do you make sure that, uh, or, or let's say, how do you evaluate a LLM? Because a lot of it, and I know it's a, you know, very open question. But, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a different regimen compared to what it used to be before, right? Earlier, mm -hmm. if I had to do a classification model evaluation, I would either use a confusion metric and then it was simple, right? It was very definitive. With a, oh, with okay. a, Talk to me about that. I, I, I'll show you how that's quite complicated. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was one part. How do you address that? And the second one was... Uh, how do you handle things like model upgrades, right? So, so the model was giving you one output, uh, mm -hmm. and then let's say you used it in your uh, solutions, but later mm -hmm. on, uh, updated version is available, and then some of the workflows which you had built get changed because of that. And is that a problem which you kind of encounter foresee, or or uh, is it something which can be solved? So, let's address the second one first. Right. So sure. see, the, the second one um, is a hard problem, right? In two ways, right? One is mm -hmm. if you have created your workflow in such a way that it depends on the particular way that your LLM is giving you an output, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have not created an enterprise-worthy solution. That means you are meaning you have not done a good job. Short answer. It's, right? it's probably meaning, not even so a POC. Yeah. Ha, it's not even a POC. If your if your model is depend if your if your downstream workflow is dependent on, you know what order this thing gives you an output. Right? I'll give you a simple example mm -hmm. how to solve it. Right? For example, sure. Right? Um, I could say, um, I, I mean, if I wanted a deterministic round of output, I could say, give me this mm -hmm. output in an XML form with this, 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 this. And it works a lot better than asking for sentences. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. So that XML or JSON, whatever format you your your whatever format you can even decide a format. In fact, with most of the LLMs that I find today, if you do fine tuning mm -hmm. with a you know maybe 20, 30, 50 examples of this mm -hmm. you know question, and then you know you give it an XML that you know represents the output of that. Then what happens is mm -hmm. it knows that when that kind of question is asked, I'm going to give that kind of output. Now, yeah. that is something that is something you can immediately figure out how to use, and it will be consistent. Mm -hmm. If anything, mm -hmm. the only thing that is that that might change is that um, it may either not give you the right XML format, then you already know it's not doing the right thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So. Which is now, a common problem and happens quite a lot, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, 
so so this will happen right but then we cannot make our workflow dependent on different versions right, right. now it, it is possible that some version may make your workflow obsolete mm-hmm. that's also possible right that you <laughs> get gpt n right mm-hmm. and it makes a lot of other products obsolete you know, just you know, simple thing just like you know when uh, open ai released the enterprise version of uh, chat gpt Hey, yeah. Basically, a lot of startups became obsolete instantly. Absolutely. Correct. Right. True. So that can certainly happen, right? That if you, uh, if your workflow is fairly simple, right, and it's just depending on the output of the LLM and you're just repackaging it, then obviously, yeah. you know, there isn't that much value you're adding on top. And if you're not, yeah. then you know, I guess you shouldn't. If if it if the new version provides you the functionality, nothing, no harm in that. Right. Mm-hmm. If the new version breaks your functionality, you only have a choice to stay on the old version. And Correct. see, that is why and people that... do not want to put their enterprise story with somebody who is not stable in this. So I'll give you an example. Oracle supports their products from 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Any if you have Correct. any old product, they'll support it. Yeah. But I think yeah. Oracle is kind of exceptional in this regard. Right. This Apple regard. supports their product for I think five years. Five years, right. yeah. And, Microsoft uh, also supports for five years. Correct, correct. Right. Uh, Ubuntu LTE version. OpenAI supports yeah. for two years, one year. Not even two years, actually. <laughs> and, yeah, see, again, is... they, they have a certain number of people and how much can they do, right? So correct, correct. <laughs> the, 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 the short answer to that question is that we cannot make ourselves dependent on third parties like that. If you are a big player in the business, you have to have your own money. Correct, correct. And and the first one you you were mentioning that uh, can, can you can have... you repeat the first one for the audience. Uh, the first one was uh, essentially how do you evaluate uh, the output? Yes. So now, so, so see, a lot of papers have been published on this, right? Correct. Even in the last six months or nine months, yeah. a lot of papers have been published, and depending on the interest of the uh, authors, uh, they have done different kinds of evaluation, right? Some evaluations were, can, can this thing pass a test, right? Some evaluations yeah. were of the type, can it pass, you know, there are different natural language processing benchmarks, natural language understanding benchmarks. Um, now, the th- good thing, good thing about the models that we have today is they pass those benchmarks. Now, what we have to do as, you know, I'm, again, I'm talking from the enterprise point of view, right? Not talking from the mm-hmm. academic point of view. Right? Academic sure. evaluations will go on for sure. Right? From an enterprise point of view, what I have to see is, is this particular version of my language model or any model, right? Is, is it fulfilling my specifications with respect to the output? So there might be an LLM which simply doesn't do give me that XML that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? It does very good at generating my text, but it doesn't do very good yeah. with structured output. Right? There might Correct. be. See, we don't have too many LLMs out there right now. There's hardly two or three which are good enough. Right? You know, yeah. Llama two is good, but then again, you have to train it a lot to get something serious out of it. Right? Uh, or yeah. you know, cloud tools there, you can get pretty good things out of it. Right? But for enterprise, mm-hmm. we're still not quite there. 
Right. So yes, now no, there, correct. the evaluation criteria is very simple. The evaluation is, mm-hmm. I have 12 outputs I want from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, which one gives me those outputs? Number one, that's the minimum criteria. Yeah. I want it in a certain format. I want it in a, with certain level of accuracy. Can I, am I getting that? That's number mm-hmm. one. And today mm-hmm. I'm not asking for logic. I'm not asking for math. In the future, I'll ask for that. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. if we have that discussion, I'll ask for that. I'll say why haven't mm-hmm. why haven't you incorporated uh, Wolfram Alpha into your LLM as as one right. of the right. so it, it is an add-on, but it only transfers mm-hmm. the problem to LLM. It, it's in the LLM transfers the problem to Wolfram Alpha, but it doesn't actually use the logic. Right. So yeah. that's one. Yeah. The, the second very important. So one is minimum requirement. Second is does it give me an output in a certain amount of time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of problems, I need nearly instant latency. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. you know, whether I use a 64-bit, 32-bit, you know, 4-bit weights, right? All of those choices, and whether with 4-bit bit, 4-bit weights, or with a sparse model, is this model still able to do? It? Yeah. Right? So that also, so that scalability problem is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Interacting with Vikas Agarwal, maybe it can do. Right. right. But there are a million customers I have. Correct. Right. So, you know, what kind of compute story I have to uh, create to be able to enable to serve that that many people. Yeah. yeah. So that is a very critical piece. Because in hmm. fact, even today, even here, right, we are accepting or rejecting uh, models just based on that. Let's see, if it doesn't meet my latency requirement, I cannot deploy it in any case. Correct. Correct. Customer asks a question. Eight minutes later, it comes up with the SQL. Not useful. <laughs> Not useful. Right? Yeah. Customer asks a question. Correct. 10 milliseconds SQL. 100 milliseconds, Except. you know, go to database, come back. Then natural language yeah. generation for, you know, maybe 20 milliseconds. That is acceptable. Correct. That's so, actually Google speed. <laughs> but if I if you do this eight minutes, this I cannot do it, right? Or you know, or even one minute. Today the latency is of the order of one minute. Yeah, yeah. Any things which I I am running on my cloud on my GPU, right? Still is a, it's of the order of one minute. True, true. Right? So then, you know, so so that's where I have to see. Well, do I take a scaled down version instead of seventy billion? Do I take a seven billion one? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I take a four-bit version of it? Do I have to deploy it on my on people's mobile phones? Yeah, yeah. So I think in the enterprise, those questions become quite important. And then that does it true. give me those correct outputs that we discussed? So I think the correctness mm-hmm. is critical and the scalability is critical. Both. We will have more okay. requirements when these things become more capable. But today. This is plenty to filter. There's a shade today. <laughs> great, great. Uh, because uh, one question, which is, you know, let's say someone, uh, so and, and this slightly changing direction in a, because of uh, time. Uh, for people who are getting into the field today, right? The field mm-hmm. for them uh, in the next, let's say, five years, 10 years would be very different from, let's say, what we have experienced in the last uh, 20 years, right? So so how do you see 
that evolution and as a person who is just entering it what would be your you know pieces of advice or what what should they keep in their mind uh, as they navigate through their careers so uh, so so one thing is this is a very exciting time to be learning yes. material yeah right? now <clears throat> what 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 i do suggest to um, colleagues you know younger colleagues and to you know many friends uh, you know the many students who reach out right or you know mm-hmm. we have triple ip here and so on right? one of the things i really call out to uh, people is that you absolutely have to know the math yeah meaning see, see there's there, there's plenty of people who are selling courses out there they say you just need to know how to uh, run so how to, how to just uh, you know call an api the thing is Mm. in one year chat gpt will do it for you i'm chat Correct. gpt i'm just using a name but there will be enough yeah. tools to do that for you that's for you right so mm. uh, if if you want to be see again i'm i'm not saying that there will not be space for humans to run some of those things right but that those will not remain higher level jobs Correct. or very well paid jobs so if one wants to be in the situation where one is actually solving problems in the field um, and you mm-hmm. know I, i have seen this with my daughter you know at, you know she's at triple it they they absolutely have to know the math they absolutely mm-hmm. have to know um, you know what they call dsa in you know the all these interviews right so people think that you know the, i don't know why they you know why do they ask these questions the thing is if you have mm-hmm. to understand these algorithms if you have to change these algorithms if you have to augment them right i cannot just use a llama 2 out there somebody else created it right i have to do a ton of right. things before it gets to anywhere near production so now Correct. if you're going to be Correct. able to effectively do that chat gpt will not do it for you right now when chat gpt does that for you then of course then we'll see the next thing but today um, i mean i have seen plenty of people giving this advice you get in the field oh uh, you you did your graduation in certain thing and you don't uh, you know don't like math you can still get into this and i i, I would mm-hmm. say please think about it carefully because it will be painful yeah because the, it, it will be, be very painful. hard to get it up people will ask you questions in the interview which you'll not be able to answer so it is better yeah. that uh, you know that one gets a good grounding in linear algebra one gets a good grounding in the fundamentals you know Correct. like Correct. for example for natural language processing one does not need to know linguistics one does need to know why Correct. these things connect with each other similarly for yeah. vision to be able to properly understand convolutional neural networks for example you really need to understand how vision works yes True. see True. you can learn a script right but so can a million high schoolers True. right so True. who who do we hire them right somebody who can create a new algorithm or who, then i i can run that script right yeah copy the api put it in my code and, and then <laughs> true true the 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 oh, terms of the one get up create it for me and run it for me so you know <laughs> so say so the, the, the focus on the fundamentals is critical that great, is what great. what will sure. take people 5 years 10 years 15 years down the road yeah. of course the coding yeah. you know, coding goes with it the math is sharp sure. 
true thanks thanks for uh, that uh, vikas uh, just one last piece uh, before we conclude the podcast and uh, this just to know you better as a person so so what i'll be doing is just a rapid fire round and then uh, what yeah, i want I is uh, <laughs> uh, whatever comes as first thought to your mind i would like to listen that right so uh, uh, so chai or coffee uh nimbu pani look at me nimbu pani right <laughs> uh sta- startup or mnc 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 okay uh favorite ml algorithm xg boost xg cricket or football i would like to walk fast Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't believe in spectator sports. <laughs> okay. And uh, LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or X? I think LinkedIn, Twitter is X now. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kindle or physical books? Physical books. Okay. Favorite movie? So favorite movie i think the one i like the most and my son watches it all the time is gandhi okay uh, okay but there are things from 1930s which our family likes a lot but anyway that's mm-hmm. you know that's black and white so by gandhi's color interesting interesting <laughs> and uh, uh, favorite music so i i really like uh, carnatic music previously i mm-hmm. had very little appreciation but you know i've lived in hyderabad for you know 12 13 years so um, um that's 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 the that's my carnatic music yeah. sure great thanks thanks vikas for all those answers Thank and the time discussion and uh, you know i think uh, a lot of things that you mentioned that that almost condenses you know years of uh, experience perspective and then you know spending time in the field so so thanks a lot for bringing this out for the audience and i'm pretty sure that the amount of learning this conversation has can can go a long way in helping people in their own journey so thanks a lot for sharing these insights thanks for your questions help me clarify things in my mind too thank you thank <laughs> you